Hello and welcome to Bikini Things. You've got Laura here in the home studio and today I'm going to be sitting down with friend, IFBB Bikini Pro, school principal, cheer coach, wife and mom of two, IFBB Bikini Pro, Nakia Hovey. Stay tuned, you will not want to miss this episode. think we're all good. Awesome. Awesome. How are you? Do- how are you doing, Kia? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm so excited to chat with you today. This is a, this is a great little pick me up on my Friday afternoon to, to catch up with you. I agree. And it's a nice little, uh, I've been working from home today, uh, cause we gave the students off, uh, this Friday. So it was nice to get a little bit of work, um, done for school, but also get to chat with you today. Awesome. Awesome. And for the, I would say for the listeners, um, I would, I would just preface that you and I have a friendship, you know, I would say we're close friends outside of just this interview. Um, and, and you are someone, one of the things I love about competing is the friendships we make. Right. And so we got to meet at the 2020 governor's cup spectrum fitness production show when it was, you know, pandemic times. And, and it's been so great having you as just like a friend and, body by OT mate and, and all those things since then. I agree. So, oh, it was so cool to meet you and nice to have like a fellow teammate, uh, when we were in Sacramento together. But I think what I especially adore about you is, you know, shortly after that, I got sick, you know, in December and, um, you checked in on me, you know, I was on quarantine and you took time out of your day to like FaceTime me and get to know me. And so I'm really appreciative of how our journey started together and, and love our friendship. Of course. And, and the cool thing too, is, um, you know, we both got to, we both got to like watch and, and support each other, like turning, turning pro shortly after, you know, um, you a little bit longer, but not really that much longer, like not even a full year. Um, Right. So, so I should probably back up for a second. I just wanted to throw that out there because I figured during our conversation, we might be a little more casual or just whatnot than, yes. than my guests that I haven't really, I don't have that level of friendship with. Right. So, so maybe let's back up a second Kia. Okay. And if you just want to introduce yourself, you know, say where you're from, what you do for work, um, how long you've been competing and where you earned your pro card. Awesome. Yes. So, uh, I am Nikia Hovey. I am originally from the East Coast, born and raised um, in D.C. and Virginia, and we moved to uh, Marietta, California in 2013. Um, I am a middle and high school principal. I've been an educator for 21 years, and um, I, you know, love, 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 love my kids and love getting an opportunity to work with families and watch their kiddos grow um, through their learning. And I started competing uh, in 2018. It started out as kind of, um, I guess I could say bucket list item uh, right right before I turned 40. And uh, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to do something that was just for me. And uh, so my husband uh, got me hooked up with one of our local trainers here at the gym who actually is a former IFBB pro um, bikini competitor uh, who used to be with Body Bio um, and coached by Kim Odo. So she um, took me to my very first show, um, Pacific USA's down in San Diego, and I fell in love with it. And um, the following year, I uh, turned 40 and competed in my first 
um, event ever, which was Pacific USA's. So um, yeah, so I've been competing since 2018. Awesome. And that was Pacific USA is such a cool thing too, was your pro debut. It was. Yes. So So it's very, um, it's definitely a very um, meaningful event. It was the first event I ever watched. Uh, first event that I ever competed in under um, NPC and uh, first event as a IFBB pro competitor. So very near and dear in my heart. So, so awesome. So what, I mean, what got you interested in even competing in the first place? Like what made so you I, decide that you want to, you want to do this, this crazy sport where we diet? Right. <laughs> Oh, you know what? Growing up, I have always watched bodybuilding, although I watched more of the men's divisions than I ever did the female um, divisions. Um, I was a huge um, fitness fan only because of my background um, in cheerleading and uh, playing other sports. So I was always intrigued by the fitness division and just um, loved watching the different costumes and the themes and the athleticism combined with like an, uh, an element of cheerleading and gymnastics. So I've always loved that division. Um, and I, I really didn't um, watch the bikini division uh, too much until I started training with um, my trainer, uh, Janelle McGuire. And so that's, you know, again, after seeing my first show, absolutely fell in love with it. And I'll be honest, I'm like, I'm 40 years old. I don't flip and tumble and do toe touches like I used to when I was younger. So I was like, hmm, I think the bikini division would be right up my alley. Um, And so, you know, I think what I really loved um, about watching those women up there is that they all have a story. They all have, you know, other professions that they do. Some of them are full-time moms. Um, you know, full-time business owners do other things. And the fact that they could put that time into uh, themselves, um, living a healthier lifestyle and going up there and showing a beautiful physique um, along with an amazing, you know, stage presence and personality uh, was something that really drew me in. Uh, And I think the female relationships that I've been able to um, build these last couple of years has honestly, um, that's what's kept me in this uh, industry. I love the sisterhood. I love meeting new people. Um, I love being able to share the same story with those individuals. So um, yeah, so that's how I kind of got into it. Um, And I love it and I'm here to stay. (laughs) Love that, yes. Um, And and hopefully we'll get to do some some shows together later in the year. Yes, yes. And having, having that background in cheer, just kind of looking, looking back at some of your early competitions, Kia, you have, you have so much, like you've got a, a lot of muscle, a lot of times, uh, I know myself, many of us competitors, we start out competing, just wanting to do it, but maybe not having that muscle and that athletic background. So I'm kind of curious, I would say you're someone who came into it with a, a pretty strong starting point. So I'm sort of curious, what was the feedback you got over the years and what were the improvements you needed to make to eventually turn pro? So the biggest feedback for me, um, have been leaning out my glutes. So growing the glutes and then obviously leaning them out, you know, when the time comes, um, that has been my one constant, uh, you know, feedback from the judges. I've always, you know, they've always, uh, complimented my front posing, 
um, and the physique from that standpoint. But my back pose, um, you know, just needed a little more upper body um, uh, uh, muscular build um, and then, you know, tighten in those glutes. And I think for me, that was always kind of a big thing. I, you know, I played sports that required a lot of leg work. I played volleyball, I played basketball, I ran track for a little bit. And then in cheerleading, you know, you just, you, you build the booty in those sports. So, um, I really have tried to, um, put more emphasis in, uh, working on my glutes this season and building the shoulders and building my back more. Um, I think being a cheerleader, um, and having a, a small background in dance, um, allowed me to pick up posing very quickly. Um, I also, I love heels and I wear heels every day. I wear stilettos every day to work. Um, I have, I can run down a student in the hallway <laughs> in my heels. Um, and I, so me walking on the balls of my feet is very, it's just natural for me. So posing um, was never difficult. And I think because of the background that I have in sports, um, and the fact that I naturally love walking on the balls of my feet every day uh, made that part of, of the sport pretty easy to, to learn. Oh, that's awesome. And I actually, I would have never, you're, you're great at posing Kia, but I actually would have never guessed the part about heels. I feel like every time I see you were in gym clothes, so, <laughs> I don't think I've other than that's shows, true. I don't think I've ever seen you in heels. That is so, but that is, so, you are, you are spot on with that one. Yeah. But no, I would say that I wear heels probably almost 90% of my time and actually wearing tennis shoes or flat shoes after a while, my calf muscles start to tighten up and ache a little bit. So I'm actually more comfortable uh, walking around in heels all day long than I am flats. Wow. Ironically. Wow. That's a great, that's a great tip though. And that's great advice. I mean, so many, so many new competitors struggle with their posing mm-hmm. or they don't wear heels. And so just literally walking, standing in the heels is difficult. So that's a great, the yes. great story and just insight for those that may be newer, newer, um, not as far along in their journey. Yes, for sure. I would definitely say any chance for the new competitors out there walking around the house or walking to the mailbox, <laughs> you know, or, you know, run into the store real quick. If you got some, some heels, you can throw on, um, as often as possible. Um, cause I think at least and watching newer competitors, that's probably the biggest struggle, um, with a lot of females that I've talked to is how do you walk in heels or how do you walk in the platforms, you know, and do it so gracefully. So, but for me, it's, I wear heels all the time. So it's just, it's normal in my world. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. That's, that's great advice. And, and so, um, you turned pro this, this past year was you competed also at USA's in 2020. Was that your first national show? No, my first national show was actually Pittsburgh uh, masters nationals. Um, it's a Gary Udit uh, event. And, um, that was, you know, I qualified, um, in the September of the previous year. And so, you know, I talked with coach and, you know, I'm like, let's just go for it. Like, you know, I've never, I I didn't expect to go that far, um, in the sport. And I said, you know what, if I've qualified, like, let's do it. Right. Let's go to, let's take it to the next level. So I went to, uh, Pittsburgh nationals. Oh boy, was that a rude awakening for me? Um, it was back, (laughs) 
I, um, there were probably about 30, maybe almost like 35 uh, females, I think in my class. Um, and definitely got almost like dead last. <laughs> um, and, um, I will tell you after that morning, after prejudging, there was a moment I was just super exhausted and tired. And there was a moment that I literally was like, I'm not going back to finals. Um, I'm tired. My back hurts. I'm sore. I'm hungry. And I remember taking a nap and it, I did not want to get out of the bed. I was so comfortable. And, um, but I thought to myself, you know what, this is my very first national event. I am also an educator and I'm a coach. How would I expect my athletes and my students to act when something is not in their favor. So I thought about every kid that I've ever coached and every kid that I ever taught. And I said to myself, I need to take my own advice and I need to get my tail out of this bed and go to finals. And that's what I did. And I went to finals and I walked across that stage like a million bucks with a smile on my face and gave my salute and walked right off. And I was proud of myself that even though I didn't get, you know, in that first call out, um, I learned more about the sport that day. Um, I, and I learned more about myself as a competitor and just as a human being um, to, you know, you don't always get everything you want and that doesn't mean you give up and walk away. So that was my first national event. That's a great, that's a great story. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that Kia. And mm-hmm. yeah, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. Uh, national shows, they're so competitive and unless you're, you know, you are really, you've got a really strong physique, really strong posing routine, it's challenging. And mm-hmm. the advice I would give for newer competitors is never skip finals at a show oh, like that. Yes. The judges, the judges remember, you know, if you're somewhere in the mix near the top, maybe not, not winning a pro card, but like, if you're in that top 10 too, the judges are having to to do more work because you didn't show up and it's, it's just poor sportsmanship. So good on you for sticking with, sticking with your values and, you know, and your convictions and things you'd want to convey to your students and your athletes. That's awesome. Um, I had, I think I had a similar experience this year, um, Mm -hmm. with a, or last year with a sprained ankle and the last few shows, man, they were, they were tough and things were not in my favor. And there was a big part of me that wanted to quit or maybe use that injury. Yeah. Use that injury maybe as an excuse to back out of shows. And, um, the very last one, I, I really had to push myself to, to stick with it. And I'm so glad I did. Um, me too. I'm so proud of you for that. Thank you. Thank you. So you had this experience where, you know, the placing wasn't what you wanted. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you go to USA's 2020. Was that your next national show? Yes, it was. Okay. So that was what, probably about a year and a half almost later. Correct. Yes. Because everything, cause that was 2019 when I went to Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and then, you know, obviously the following year, the world stopped, you know, and everything shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I knew that year that I, I had already planned that I would compete in the fall that I wanted to be able to enjoy a summer. Um, so I had already planned like before COVID even hit that I was going to compete in the fall and do Masters USA's um, if I had qualified. Um, and then, you know, I got hit with a couple ringers, you know, 
COVID happened. Um, my dad passed away that summer of 2020 and um, there were no gyms to go to. Like you couldn't work out. So God bless my husband. Um, he uh, built a in-home gym for us um, from the ground up with every two by four pieces of wood and bars he could find. And so he built a gym for us in our garage. And that's how I prepped for the fall of 2020. And that's exactly how I prepped for the most part, for most of my prep um, leading into Masters USA's. And then how did, how did USA's go then having taken, you know, having a, a long time off from this national stage, how did, how did USA's 2020 go for you? I thought it went amazing. Um, you know, we had, obviously we had all the restrictions um, due to COVID. So it was a, it was a, an interesting experience. Um, but I just, I think, you know, that was another, my class specifically was another large class. I think there were over 20 of us, um, in that group. And, um, I got first call outs. I got called out right smack into the center and it was such an amazing feeling, um, for, especially for it to have only been my second nationals. Um, and you know, my Achilles heel, those darn glutes <laughs> when it was time to do the back pose. Um, and I was so excited about getting first call outs that when it was time for, for comparisons, um, I was leaning way too far over in my back pose. So it made my already big glutes look even bigger. And um, so I got moved um, from middle over to third place, um, which still, um, if I could even show you the picture, if I had it with me now, when they're placing the third place trophy in front of my feet, I look like a little kid in the candy store. Like I was just like cheesing from ear to ear because um, that summer had been super tough. You know, I wish my dad had was able to be there to see me at that national event. Um, so it was a lot of mixed emotions that year, um, but I was so proud of that third place. And it was such a huge jump from the dead last spot in Pittsburgh a year and a half prior to being in the top three. And so I was super proud of myself and super pumped for that event. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And that must've just felt amazing to make such a, such a big, big change in such a short amount, relatively short amount of time. Mm -hmm. And so from, from USA's 2020, what did you then do to prepare for national shows in 2021? So I took a little bit of, well, I had to take some time off because when I got back, um, I had gotten sick myself. Um, I had gotten COVID uh, coming back from that event. And so I had to take some time off and it was hard because um, my lingering side effect was chest pain and the inability to breathe. Um, it was hard. I remember like you and I, when we would FaceTime, it was, it was laboring for me to just have a conversation with someone. So I would say probably from that December of 2020 to almost March of 2021, I was still using an inhaler and doing um, nebulizer treatments to help me breathe. Um, I continued to work out in my garage. Um, our gyms were starting to open up again, but we were still under restrictions because it was outside and it was super cold. So like there were times where I try to go work out, but it was some days it was just freezing outside. Um, so I tried to continue just to push in my home gym 
And um, I remember March, the beginning of March rolled around. I thought I was going to actually take a longer break. And I remember doing, a, um, we did a video with Kim and Body Bio and some other girls at headquarters. And everyone's sitting around talking about when they were starting up again. And I just remember Coach Kim looking at me and he was like, yeah, you're starting March 1st. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Thanks, thanks for the heads up. <laughs> so literally that week I got in touch with Kat, his assistant, and I said, okay, coach said I'm starting now. So that's kind of how we jumped back into it. Um, so my time off really wasn't that long, um, but it was definitely a lot harder to start back up because I had lost so much endurance. Um, and I wasn't, I was still struggling to like eat properly. Um, and, you know, just rebuild my strength again. So, yeah. So we started March of 2021 and, um, that year, that whole year of 20 from March, 2020 up until March, 2021, I think my whole perspective on life, like so many had changed. Um, and I just kind of set out to say, I am going to get my pro card this year. Life is short. And if I want to achieve something, I'm going to have to put in the work. And so I did everything that I needed to do. And I mean, it wasn't perfect by any means. I had my off days. I had my days where I have cravings, um, but I was determined to get that pro card. And I pushed myself to limits that I never even imagined that I had in me. And, um, you know, I went back up to Sacramento and um, did another event uh, leading into um, a universe nationals. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, and, and the rest is history. At that point, I ended up going to South Carolina and, um, getting my pro card in the 40 and over, older division. I actually was first call outs in both the 40 and the 35 and up, um, divisions. And so, but I ended up taking, uh, first in the 40 and older, older and, uh, got my pro card. Awesome. Well, con- congrats again. And thank you. Um, yeah, you, I, this, I mean, 2021, you look, look so amazing and, and that's a great story too, to, to have come back from, you know, illness and, and not feeling like you're hundred percent, but setting your mind on a goal and really setting out to achieve that. It's just, it's sort of a testament to the power of the mind and the power of mm-hmm. the will when we apply ourselves. And I'm kind of curious, I'm kind of curious because I do relate to your story a little bit. When you got to universe, did you just like know that you were going to get your pro card? Like, did you feel like, like I'm, I'm going to turn pro this weekend? Yes, it was a different feeling. And I will, I will share with you. Um, Jessica, uh, had FaceTime me just before it was time. Jess, Jess Wilson. Yes, Jess Wilson, yes. Mm-hmm. Jess FaceTimed me before um, I was getting ready to go on stage. And um, she just, I, you know, she just spoke to me and she, you know, she called to say good luck or whatever and give me all my little reminders and cues. Um, but she said to me, she goes, why are you doing this? Like, why are you here? Are you here just for, for the weekend? Um, or are you here to push yourself, go pro and then take that pro card and even aim for the next level. She was like, why are you doing this? And it was just another reminder for me that like, 
I put in the time, I put in the effort, I put in, you know, the dieting, all the things that, that I needed to do. And I hung up with her and, I, and there was a calm, like normally both national events I did I was super nervous, super shaky. And there was a complete sense of calm that came over my entire body. And I took my, I always take my heels off. I never wear my heels when I'm waiting to get up on stage. And I was just swinging my heels around backstage while the girls are lining up. And they're like, are you going to put your shoes on? And I was like, yeah, I said, I don't like to put them on. I like, you know, I, I want to let my legs and my feet rest a little bit before I go up there. And, I, you know, I'm just backstage, literally just swinging my heels around and laughing and getting to know the ladies back there. And then right before it was time for us for like, there was probably like a couple girls in front of me and I'm like, oh, okay, put my heels on, get on stage and then put on my smile, hit my little pose while I was waiting at the stairs. And um, I walked out and I tripped. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) I mean, I knew I, like my husband and his trainer, uh, uh, DJ, they, they didn't notice at all, but like I noticed, I noticed. Um, and good. And, and the head judge, Sandy was like looking down, writing real quick. So, but I, I was like, thank God she missed it. But I just, you know, I, I kept going and I was, but even with the trip, I was still super calm and grinning from ear to ear and, uh, smiling so much that I started to like feel myself tear up during my, um, posing. And, uh, and it wasn't because I was embarrassed it was tears of joy. And that was, and prejudging that I felt all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, yeah. You're, you're going to get me emotional girl. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cause I really, well, I relate to your story so much. Yep. Um, number one, that's a great, great piece of advice too, is like, if you do trip on stage <laughs> or you make a mistake, if you keep smiling and you act like nothing happened, the judges probably aren't even going to notice. Like mm-hmm. number one, yeah, you're right. They're looking down a lot at their, you know, scorecards. They're looking at the next competitor who's about to come on stage. Like, and if you keep, keep moving and keep going, they don't notice. And yeah, I, I relate to your story hundred percent Kia. I had kind of the same feeling Mm-hmm. Um, at us to USA 2020, when I won my pro card and the funny thing too, Jess FaceTimed me <laughs> the same, maybe she's just, she's just got her spidey senses and she's, she does such a great job as she, I think she's the the team manager. She's like, yep. the, who's kind of the team manager for Kim she's amazing. Yep. and she's just, so, she's so amazing and encouraging. And that weekend for me was just extremely calm you know? So it was like, almost like I felt it, like I felt it coming. And because of that, I was very calm and just very happy and excited. So that's, that's so amazing. And, um, what did it, what did it feel like when they, you know, once, once, you know, by prejudging, you kind of know where you stand, right. What did that feel Mm -hmm. like when they actually did the comparisons you're Um, in the middle, you know, you're winning your pro card. I was giddy. Like, all get out. It was, it was such a good feeling. And then going back to the room to rest and, you know, eat my lunch and all that good stuff. Again, like I was just calm, but with that, I was still like super upset. Not, I mean, not too upset, but I was still like, I am a perfectionist and I don't like to make mistakes. And so I, even though I was resting and trying to, you know, get myself ready for finals, I still was like, what am I going to do? What do I need to make sure 
um, I need to do when I'm stepping on that stage because it was a little bit of a rubbery floor and my heel had gotten uh, stuck to it. So I'm like, what is it that I need to do going into finals to continue to stand out? Because I'm also, although I knew I was right in the center of both uh, divisions, I don't sit on that lightly at all because you know, we've seen it happen time and time again. People are rocking the middle for a good long time. And then all of a sudden you're, you're not in that top spot anymore. You know, somebody came back in the afternoon and looked that much tighter um, and leaner or, you know, did, did something changed between morning and, and the evening. Um, and that individual looked stronger than you did. And so I didn't let up or go into it like cocky um, or overly confident. I knew that I still needed to bring my A game in the evening. And what was funny was that we had three different expediters telling us what we were supposed to do. Cause you know, in the evening, they like to move things along very quickly. And so one expediter was like, you're just going to go out, do a front pose and go to the side. Another one was like, you're going to do front pose, back pose and go to the side. And a third one was like, oh no, you're just going to do your whole routine. And we were like, uh, <laughs> can we get some clarity? So literally every girl was going up doing something different and no one like, no one really corrected us. So I was like, well, okay, since no one is really correcting anyone on what to do and I messed up this morning, I'm doing my whole routine because I paid all this money to travel out here. I've put in the work and time. I pose every day. I'm doing my whole routine. And literally <laughs> they started announcing the, the MC. She was trying to announce already like fifth place. And I was still like, just had come back around from my back pose and was going to do my last final salute. And um, she was like, thank, thank you. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> And then I and then I was still walking back to the side and they were still they had already started calling fifth and fourth. So it happened so fast. Um and it was just a whirlwind um when they called me out for first and I got that pro card. I, I can't even I can't even put it into words. I mean, and I've had a lot of great milestones in my life, um, including getting married and having kids, but there is no other feeling like I had as an athlete than I did on that day. So, yeah, that's, that's so amazing. Awesome. I'm, I'm so happy for you, babe. And then you got, and then you got to do your pro debut, not that long after. Yep. That was the same show as your, as your first show. Yep. It sure was. How did that feel? Oh, that was so much fun. It was so, it was, I almost felt like I wasn't even competing that day. I almost just felt like it was just a show. Like I'm just going out here and just doing my routine. It was so much fun. Um, Kim, what I love about, um, you know, our coach is that um, he is very in tune with my schedule. He knows how busy the school year is for me. He knows that both of my kids are in sports and that I'm, you know, always running from point A to point B. So he, you know, said to me, he goes, you know, obviously you're, you're, you're conditioned. You're already in the, in prep coming off of prep. It's in it's in another six weeks, you know, just, just do Pacific USA's feel what it's like to be on a pro stage. And he goes, and I know your schedule. He goes, the end of August, the school year starts for you all over again, and you're not going to get that opportunity. And so why not just go for it now? So I really appreciate it that he, um, 
understands, you know, how crazy my schedule can get and understands how important it is to be somewhat at the right time in your life, so to speak, when, when you want to go on prep. So I appreciate that. He was like, listen, I know that the time is winding down, so let's just get in and get it going. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one thing that I love about Kim is he's very, um, he's very considerate, but also he's very strategic too. So like mm-hmm. your, like your comment about him saying, Oh, you're starting prep March one. He, he pushes us at times outside of our comfort zone or when things are in our best interest. Um, I know my first, my first national show, I, I did not think I was ready. And he kind of similarly was like, no girl, you're this year, we're going for a national show. And I was like, okay, well, shoot, I guess if you say so, let's make it happen. Right. right. So that's awesome. Yeah. And that was, a, that was such a fun show. A lot of, a lot of us body by O ladies competed in that one. That was a really fun yes. show and beautiful, beautiful venue down in San Diego um, near oh, the Harbor. So nice. Yep. So now, so it, currently in off season, what, mm-hmm. what are your plans for this year? Do you have shows lined up? Do you have plans to start a prep? So, yeah. So, um, Right now, this month, uh, my daughter uh, has uh, competitive cheerleading. So we travel to Orlando next week for the world championship. So I am going to get through this month. And then um, Kim and I met uh, two weeks ago. And so we talked about mid-May starting up. And even he even said, you know what, if you want a couple more weeks, like let's just hit the ground running like first week of May. So um, we're looking at starting in just a couple weeks, actually. And then I'm looking at, just because it's so near and dear to my heart, um, I think I'm going to do Pacific USAs again. It's such a fun event. And and what I appreciate about it is that because it's local, my mom can come, the kids can come, my friends can come. Um, Because it's so hard to get, you know, when you start traveling, it's so hard for you to have, you know, your little family fan base, you know, to come support, you know. And um, so it's nice that I can do a local show like that. So for sure, want to do Pacific USAs. And then I think this fall, I'm going to look at um, a few out of state. There's one in Florida, um, one in Nevada, and another one, I can't remember exactly where now, but most of them have um, master's divisions. And so I like to kind of, um, you know, not that I don't mind competing in the open divisions, but I'm also realistic too. You know, like I'm older, I have had children, things don't sit in places like people who are younger than me. Um, So, um, you know, so, and and I feel like for me, I have done well in the master's divisions. So I want to continue to pursue that at this pro level. So right now I'm looking at most of the, most divisions that have um, master's divisions as well. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, um, if I was, if I was in your position, I probably would mm-hmm. do the same. I'll, pro- I'll probably start doing master shows fairly soon. Cause I'll turn 35 at the end of the year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we can do them together. And Yay. the thing is too, is like, you know, you're, you're competitive in the open shows too. Like when we did Pacific USA's last year, your physique, right. your posing is, is on par with open, um, right. so I'm, I'll be excited to see you do master shows. Cause I think you'll be extremely competitive in, in those type of, in those type of shows. So it'll be, it'll be fun to watch 
hopefully we get to do at least one show together. I'll, I'll likely be doing Pacific USA's. Yay, so, I was just going to ask you yeah. what your plan was. <laughs> yeah. So my first, my first prep check-in with Kim is April 28th. So that is coming up very soon. Uh, Kat, Kat set up my appointments in a way. So it just misses the trip where my mom's here. She hates it when I'm, she hates it when I'm dieting and I can't eat things or drink wine. <laughs> so I get it. I get it. Yeah. So that'll, that'll, so it's going to come up soon. Um, so our timing is very similar, so that'll be cool. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to talk to you about as well, because you are, you are such a a boss lady, you're a school principal, you're a part-time cheer coach. And, and, um, I think all of those things alongside being a wife, a bikini pro, those are, it's a lot of, a lot of really impressive things to be doing. And, um, you know, women aren't always in leadership roles, in any industry. So it's, it's awesome to, to have you on the podcast and to kind of get your perspective. I'd love to hear what advice you might have for other competitors or women who may look up to you, you know, doing so much in, in being in a, in leadership roles in your day-to-day life. Um, I think the biggest piece of advice that I would give is just take one day at a time and don't take anything for granted. Um, you know, there being a principal, you know, I get to see a lot of things that plague our youth. You know, I get to see a lot of great things that they do. I get to see a lot of great accomplishments. I get to be a part of things that happen in their families. Um, and, you know, and I think the biggest thing that I, the advice that I've always give to my kids, um, and my athletes and my own children is something that my mom always used to tell me. Don't ever let grass grow underneath your feet. Go out and take a risk, try something new. And so that's why what I would say to a lot of the bikini competitors out there, like get, sometimes you're gonna have to get out of your comfort zone. You're gonna have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, but you know what? It's an opportunity to do something great, to meet great people, to be a part of a growing industry that's been around for decades. And, um, you know, when things get hard and, and it's tough and you're exhausted and you have cravings and you don't want to do this anymore, you know, just remember that tomorrow is not promised to us. And I think that's one of the biggest lessons I think we've all learned, you know, in the last two years is that we don't know what tomorrow holds. And I refuse to have any regrets that I didn't try something new. Cause I'm probably, I do a lot of things, but I'm probably the most play it safe person. I don't take a lot of risks. I encourage other people to do it. I don't always step out of my comfort zone. I like things very structured. I'm very methodical about things. Um, and I'm, I don't always like change. Um, so I think the best piece of advice is tomorrow's not promised. Don't let the grass grow under your feet and take a risk and have fun doing it. I love that. I love that. How do you, how do you go about balancing everything? Cause that's a, <laughs> you wear a lot of hats. So how do you, how do you have all the time in the day to, to go about everything? I don't even know. I wish I, I, I swear, I wish it was 48 hours in one day. That would be, that would be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing, especially with being a competitor is knowing. And, and I think this is where Kim is also a huge contributor for me in this, in this area is knowing the right times to start prep and when I need to take a break. Um, but, you know, in terms of my, my day-to-day, um, 
you know, my kids are, my, my kids are teenagers now, so it's a little easier to, to juggle. I have a 17 year old daughter who can drive. So she's now able to help out with a lot of the things around the house. She can help out with her brother. Um, but, but I'm a planner and I have a calendar. And if there's five minutes in my day, I'm going to find something to do with it. Whether it's taking a nap, running an errand, getting to the gym, whatever it is, I'm very methodical about how I plan and set things up. Um, and so that's probably how I'm able to do it is I have to use my calendar. I have to stay organized. If I weren't an organized person, there's no way I could do the things that I'm able to do. Um, and I'm also very good at looking way ahead and planning things, right? Like I'm a part-time cheer coach. So with that, I will plan practices six months out and share that with families and my athletes. Um, as a principal, I know that big things are coming up in our school. We try to set our school calendar at the beginning of the year. And because I'm a principal, I have the ability to say, that's not going to work. This event's not going to work this day because I can't be there. And as a principal, I want to be visible as much as possible. Um, and, you know, or I can't compete at this muscle contest event because my kid has a basketball tournament, you know, or Giselle's got practice or whatever the case is. So I try very hard to plan as far in advance as possible. That's the best way for me to balance things. Um, it's not easy. Um, there are times where I struggle. There are times where I'm exhausted. Um, there are times where I have to cancel things um, for my own mental sanity. Um, but when I have to do that, I don't apologize for it either. You know, I don't like to cancel stuff. I don't like to cancel things on anybody last minute, but if I can't do it, I've learned in the last couple of years that sometimes I have to not do something for my own health and, and, and mental health. And that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially, especially when we're prepping and maybe mm -hmm. our energy is really low. Yeah. Yes. Being being aware of how you're doing, if we're doing okay, or if we're not okay. And we just need a little break. That's, yes, that's huge. For sure. So just out of curiosity, um, to give maybe a little bit more insight for listeners, yeah. do you, do you use an electronic calendar, like Google calendar using a planner? What do you, what do you like to use best? So I used to, for years would use like an actual like book planner. And then I, like, I'm over that now. So I'd say probably like the last five, six years, I stick to my Google calendar. So my Gmail calendar and then my work calendar, my personal calendar and my cheer calendar are all synced together on my and synced with my phone. Mm -hmm. So with that, I can see personal work and extracurricular events all together. And if I know I can't be at something, I delete, I, I, I don't have it on there. I'm a person like, I'm a checklist kind of person. Mm -hmm. So I like everything's got a box and I need to check it off when it's done. And if I can't be there, then I like delete it or cross it out. Like I don't like to look at anything extra uh, on my calendar mm -hmm. if I don't need it. So, but everything, I mean, even down to simple things like pick up the dry cleaners or grocery shop this day or drop this off at the mailbox. 
um, because because I have so much going on and probably because I lost some brain cells after having children, um, I have to write it down or it won't get done. So I have to-do lists that are also attached to my calendars and I use all electronic um, awesome. uh, planning now. Yeah. 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 Thanks for, thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. What did, what advice would you, would you give to women who maybe want to follow in your footsteps as a competitor? So maybe, maybe they're a mom, maybe they've got a full-time career. What advice would you give them if they're maybe in a journey to obtain a pro card or just get nationally qualified or go to their first national show? What advice would you give them in terms of competing? I would give them two things. I think the first thing that I would say that they must ensure that they have is the support system. If they have, if they're married or have have a significant other, if they have children, make sure that your family supports that journey. Because there's nothing worse than trying to do something of this nature on your own. Um, and I, and I think that's the case with, you know, any athlete out there, right? Like, you know, if you're going to do something like we all can strive to do things independently, right? But it makes life so much easier when you have a support system. So my husband also competes, but even prior to us competing, he was very conscious about his eating habits and his workouts. He always has maintained a healthy lifestyle since I, since we were kids. So having, making sure that you have a support system and making sure that they, your family or whoever's close to you understands that commitment and they're willing to support you through that commitment. I think you and I both, we've seen a lot of relationships suffer because that support system wasn't there. Um, And I think the second piece of advice I would give is slow and steady wins the race. The body is an amazing machine, but the body takes time to truly transform. um, And you have to do it in a smart way and a healthy way. Right. And so I think with that, you know, and as far as, and and really it's, it's, it's the same thing, any sport, you know, um, you're not going to come off the street and just be a rock star at it. I mean, there might be less than 1% in the world that could do that, but um, you just have to have patience to know that the changes your body needs to undergo in order to really be successful in this industry takes time. Um, and so, so yeah, so I, those will be the two pieces of advice. Make sure you have a strong support system and make sure that you have a lot of patience um, and the wherewithal to push yourself to, to, to keep going in this industry. Awesome. Yeah. Those are, those are great pieces of advice. So what, um, besides, besides maybe some show plans later in the year, what are your plans for 2022 Kia? Do you have, um, personal or work goals or, um, you know, trips you're going to take with your family? What's, what's next for you? So I got some big surprises um, that are coming, that are coming up. Um, I, um, you know, I've always, always been intrigued with um, the fitness and health industry. Um, I've been a part of it in some ways as a coach um, and as an athlete. And, um, you know, I have an amazing opportunity now to uh, venture out and um, 
do some training of my own, um, taking my athletes to an, another level in their training um, through competitive cheer. Um, have an opportunity to uh, branch out with some of our adults and families that are in our gym. Um, so I have some really cool opportunities where um, I get to tap into, um, and I'm really excited about uh, a new path that I'm going to be taking career-wise. So I'm very excited about that. Um, I haven't put the, the specifics out there just yet, but I'm super excited um, for what's to come. And yes, we are making um, some huge travel plans this summer. We haven't seen our family in Virginia since 2019, 2020 for some. So we are going back to the East Coast this summer to visit our family. Uh, I'm gonna support my husband and his path to pro. Uh, he's gonna go back to university this summer and, and go for his pro card in uh, the men's physique division. And um, it is also our 20th anniversary this June. Mm-hmm. And so um, my husband doesn't know yet, but I got a little surprise up my sleeve for him um, for us to celebrate our 20th anniversary. So I'm really excited about that. So oh, awesome. Awesome. Yes. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And we, and we wish David the best of luck. And as a side caveat, he narrowly missed a pro card the same weekend yes. as you. So you guys are fit, fit couple, hashtag fit couple goals. <laughs> yes, we're trying. Yeah. Yeah. Both of you guys are just killing it. So it'll be, it'll be fun to watch you both get on stage again this summer. Yes. I'm excited about it. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks so much for joining me, Kia. It was really nice to catch up with you, chat with you more about your journey and, and thanks again. Thank you so much for having me, Laura. I really, um, this was fun and, um, I love getting, you know, an opportunity to share a little piece of me. And so thank you for thinking of me for this. And, Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I want to say that I just love and appreciate you so much. I love our friendship. Um, I love that we can just chat about any and everything. And I really, really appreciate you so much. I'm so blessed to have you in my life. I feel exactly the same way. I appreciate you. Love you, Kia. And, and yeah, it was just a a pleasure catching up with you and we'll have to, we'll have to get together in person really soon. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So thank you so much, Laura. I really appreciate you girl. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss another episode of Bikini Things. Go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram at bikini underscore things. You can follow me at Laura underscore IFBB Pro and my coaching team at More Athletics. You can go ahead and apply for coaching, book a posing session with me by clicking on the links in those bios of any of those Instagram pages. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you.